Good morning, Union Chapel. Come on, you eight people. Say good morning. morning. Oh, there's more than that. We tripled that size. You people are amazing to come out this early, and I just want to welcome you and everyone online to this day. Now, our pastor is an incredible person, but does he know how to choose when to be away? Come on. Give it up. He chose the best weekend to get out of here down to Florida, and we're grateful for that. So I'm looking right in the camera and saying hi to Pastor Greg and Pastor Beth because they have led this congregation since for almost 40 years now. And I want to tell you my story. You don't know how I get to introduce our pastor kind of around the world now that we're planting churches everywhere. If you don't know me, I'm, I'm the church planting pastor here at Union Chapel. This is an incredible staff. But this story that we're involved with right now, that there is a reason that we exist here. There is a reason for our call at Union Chapel. There is a reason and a purpose that we are doing what we are doing today. Here's how I get to introduce our pastor, and I hope you enjoy it. I just took him to Phoenix with me uh, the last couple months, and I introduced him to the most important people in my life who believe in church planting. We cast a vision for the next 10 years. So here's how I get to introduce our pastor. You want to have a little fun with me? I look at him and say, this is Pastor Greg Paris. I said, I met him one day when I was 27 years old. I look at him and I say, don't put a spirit-filled Methodist pastor in a cornfield. Come on, people. (laughs) Because if you think you got rid of him, if you think he can't cause any problems, don't put a spirit-filled Methodist pastor in a cornfield because he will lead the leading farmer named Archie to Christ. That's just what a spirit-filled Methodist pastor will do. Even though Archie was a major member of that church, he had never given his life to Jesus. Many of you know this story, but we're having visitors every week, so I would love telling it again. Because if you put a spirit-filled Methodist pastor in a cornfield, he'll lead Archie to Christ. And then he'll rent the high school so he can share his testimony. And even though I knew when Pastor Greg went to that church, they were running about 40 or 50 people, Then they had a couple hundred or so hear the testimony, and the church began to explode. Don't put a spirit-filled pastor in a cornfield. He'll lead Archie to Christ, and then he'll find out that three women by the name of Opal, Gladys, and Flosie, come on, just laugh, will pray for him and know that he is God's choice for the next 40 years. When I heard that story, it gave me chills. You don't put a spirit-filled Methodist pastor in a cornfield and let three women pray for him. Come on, women change the world. Are you confused out there? Women, you make every decision, and you have the ear of God. And so if you do that, he will go to the high school, and then don't put a spirit-filled pastor in a high school, and then tell him to rent that high school for four years because the school board will tell him you can't have this, and hell will freeze over before you ever have this school to lease. He didn't know a spirit-filled pastor can get all of heaven to raise air conditioning money for hell. Come on, people. Because after everybody said he could never be in the high school, listen to me, don't put a spirit-filled pastor in a cornfield because he will lease that high school for five years. And remarkable miracles will happen. People's lives will be changed. And then, and then, When you don't think you can have a property of your own, the car industry will go down. And even though the owner of this property, the Ford dealership, the owner was never going to sell it for below a million dollars or so, 
don't put a spirit-filled pastor in Muncie to talk to that Ford dealer. Are you enjoying this story as much as I did? Because that owner of the Ford dealership will have three other women, his life sisters, that have been praying, and they're Catholic nuns. Come on, give it up for that. They've been praying that their brother will someday be used by God. And you know what happens next. The Spirit, the Holy Spirit crushes his life, and they sell this property for way below a million dollars. Now, look at it today. Even in this weather, is this, come on, give it up out to you 25 people. Come on, give it up. Put your hands together. Don't put a spirit-filled Methodist pastor in a cornfield because he'll buy the Ford dealership through the power of the Holy Spirit. But then it gets better than that because his heart is only for the lost. His heart is for broken people. And so his heart begins to turn for young people. And he casts a vision to build a building for the young people. And so we build the chapel area. And I love it when he tells me the story because if he calls a spirit-filled Methodist pastor to build a building, the opening night, it's too small. Come on, people. It was packed out with over 300 students, maybe more. And he sat there that night depressed because he knew he had built too small of a building. And the building you sit in here today is the result of a spirit-filled Methodist pastor who believed that God could do anything. And did he build a sanctuary for himself? No. He built it so young people could find Jesus. Listen, if you want to know the good news today, it's that Holy Spirit can do anything through a person who always says yes when that still small voice says you can do this. Don't put a spirit-filled pastor in a cornfield or someday he'll have a missionary that's spirit-filled walk into his office and cast a vision, a vision that was so real, he saw in his mind round faces and brown skin. It was so vivid and so real that he tucked it in his heart for almost 10 years, took three world tours, and finally, with his associate, Randy Kranig, Randy wrote me this week and said, he believed so much in this vision, he sent me and Gay away for a month. Do you guys know this story? Don't send a spirit-filled pastor together, a spirit-filled staff that will travel the world to find round faces and brown skin because Randy Kranig will land in Kazakhstan. And that spirit-filled associate will come home and say, I found the people. Don't put a spirit-filled Methodist pastor in a cornfield and think you got rid of him. (laughs) Come on. He told me later they, they held back his ordination for a year because they didn't like the way he was spirit-filled. Could someone start laughing? There's always a group of people that says, we don't like what God's doing in your life. But there's always a remnant of people that will say yes, like Pastor Greg. And now we're not only in Kazakhstan, God has opened the door through miraculous encounters that we have found church planter after church planter. And here's my favorite part of the story. On Christmas Eve, seven years ago, remember, we used to have the stage in the corner over here and we had kind of catty corner sanctuary. We only had about three or four big 
groups of people. Now, this spirit-filled pastor told me I never walked the audience. I don't mind telling people Merry Christmas. and I don't mind praying for people when they need my prayers up front. But that night, I felt the Holy Spirit tell me to walk this section over here. And that spirit-filled pastor walked to the back row. And he found me sitting on the back row. Now, listen, I had only met our pastor one time when he was 26 and I was 27. And that night I drove to a far part of Eaton, Indiana in the country and I couldn't even find the church that we knew as Buzzard's Glory. Come on, people, laugh at that. That's how I knew the church. I found it just in time to hear him preach. And he touched my life that night. I remember going up to him and saying, you're going to change this church. But the next Monday, I left for Casper, Wyoming. And the next time I would meet Pastor Greg is on that back row of Christmas Eve service. Now, listen, I'm no prize to meet. He called me by name because I kept my hair. Come on, that's funny. I guess I look somewhat the same. He said, Robin Wood, what are you doing here? To which I said, I just married Julia here. I'm so grateful. And she found this church and it's changing her life. And he said, would you meet with me? He said, where are you living? I said, I'm in Oklahoma City. I'm having to live apart from my wife because of my job with Feed the Children. Will you meet with me at Red Lobster next week before you go back to Oklahoma City? Look at me, people. That was an encounter that has changed my life forever. Oh, I'm no prize to find. When he asked for my book, here's my favorite thing that this spirit-filled pastor said to me. He began at Red Lobster saying, I read your book. And then he said, oh, by the way, I haven't read one chapter. Come on, people. Not even one chapter. He said, but Beth read your book. And she said, listen, either he's lying about church planting or God gave him something very special about finding church planters. So when he met with me, That's how he began the conversation. Listen, my wife read your book and either you're lying about being 74 for 75 church plants or else God gave you something special. The truth is, he said, you're either full of, and he finished the sentence, come on, enjoy that. Or God gave you a special sauce, that's what he calls it. And I I truly gave God all the glory. I said, listen, God help me understand how to find church planters, how to assess them, And I'm looking for six Ps. And when I explained it to Pastor Greg, he said, I think God gave you a special sauce. Now listen, my life was a wreck at that point. I had some real brokenness in my life. When I finally met him in his office after the Red Lobster visit, he said, you have some dark moments, but I want to reinstate you. And I remember weeping in his office And he said, look at me, Robin, God's not done with you. He has a plan for you. There's a reason that you're at Union Chapel. Would you partner with me to plant 10 churches in 10 years? Look at me, people. It's one thing for God to forgive you for your sin. It's a huge thing when a pastor looks at you and says, I forgive you and reinstates you to do what you were made to do. And that's what he did that day. And I wept. And he laid his hands on me. And from that day, he has cast vision through this church to plant churches 
all throughout the United States and around the world. And most of you that know this story, it's amazing. You see, there are two great gifts that God gave us. The first two, I want to put on a slide for you. Ready? God gave you the gift of his only son to die on the cross for your sins, your past, your present, and your future sins. God covered everything for you. And he's looking for churches that will proclaim that message above every message. And then it got better. After Jesus rose from the dead, after he died for your sins and mine, after he called spirit-filled pastors like Pastor Greg to lead churches and give people a second chance and a tenth chance, then he gave the greatest gift ever, the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm going to take you through the whole book of Acts today. Don't get nervous. I'm going to do just kind of the cliff notes. But in the book of Acts, the Holy Spirit shows up and begins to fill the lives of the disciples and fill the lives of the Apostle Paul. And we find the greatest church planting effort ever. There is a reason that God put a spirit-filled Methodist pastor in Eaton, Indiana on 500 whatever the road is that I couldn't find with 32 people and three women praying for him. There is a reason that God exploded in his heart to say yes to the Holy Spirit because when we say yes to the Holy Spirit, all of a sudden everything changes. See, up till then, we live under guilt. We live under the law. We live under what I want to call goddess. By the way, have you been a Christian long enough to say something like this? I got to pray more. You know, I don't pray enough. You know, I got I to gotta, I gotta fast more. I don't, I don't fast ever. I just finished the Daniel 21-day fast. And let me tell you what happens. It's not a gotta. It's a getta. Now, you have a little fun with me? If you're Southern, you can say, it's not a gotta. It's a getta. Come on. Every Christian I've ever met says, oh, I got to do more. I got to try harder. I got to be better. I got to get rid of this habit. I got to get rid of this, that, whatever. Gotta, gotta, gotta will never get you anywhere. You'll keep living under the oppression of the law. But if the Holy Spirit fills your life, here's the greatest promise. Stake your life on three chapters in the Gospel of John where he tells us that the Holy Spirit comes and makes his home in us and that Jesus and God himself makes his home inside of Robin Wood and Pastor Greg Paris and Beth Paris. And when we listen to the Holy Spirit and we do what he asks us to do, there is a reason for our existence and all of the world has changed. When the apostle Paul finally said yes to the Holy Spirit, he had been persecuting the church. He had been killing Christians. He was responsible for Stephen's stoning. But when the Holy Spirit got inside of the apostle Paul, he knew his purpose and the rest of his life was a getta. You don't gotta be baptized, look at me. You get to be baptized in water symbolizing the new life and you get to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You don't gotta do things for God to earn his favor. You get to love God. You get to pray because he gives you permission. Whatever you pray in his name, 
it's yours. You don't gotta try harder, you get to repent. You don't gotta fix yourself, you get to look into the eyes of a pastor like Greg that says you're forgiven and I reinstate you. You don't gotta, gotta, gotta. are you with me? And then we do this in the human way. I got to lose weight. I got to work on this. I got to get better. No, no, no. Because of Jesus' life and death and resurrection, because of the Holy Spirit, you get, you get to live a life above sin. You get to be the very person he created you to be. Circle, highlight chapters like Psalm 139 that I created you in your mother's womb and I have a reason for you to exist. Circle, highlight all the promises in Jeremiah, the plans I have for you are for good and not for evil, to reinstate you. Circle, highlight the apostle Peter's life who fails in the garden and then Jesus reinstates him at the Sea of Galilee. Circle highlight the story of Union Chapel. Can I be real personal? I'm 66 years old. And I've lived long enough to know that most people never get, listen to me, they never get to be a part of a church with a purpose and a reason to exist like Union Chapel. Let me just share with you what's happening through church planting. Because that spirit-filled pastor walked and forgave me and asked me to join him to plant 10 churches in 10 years. It's only been seven years, but let me introduce you to some of the great things that are happening. Pathway Church, Marietta, Ohio. Ryan was the first young man that came into our life. And I put him through the assessment. He had known Pastor Greg, but... But Greg said, will you meet with him? Will you tell me if he's the real deal? Let me tell you something, people. Jana and him and these precious four kids. That's only picture three, but they got four kids. Ryan has a vision from Marietta, Ohio. When I met him, I said, why are you going to Marietta? There's only 12,000 people there. Listen to this vision Ryan had, that he would plant campus churches in every city adjacent to Marietta. He'd start in Marietta and then he would reach all the Midwest because he believed that the small towns were overlooked and they didn't have a life-giving church. There has never been a church in Marietta that ran more than 80 people in the last 20 years. Look at me, people. We planted this church, Union Chapel did, and we poured our resources in to Ryan Miller. And before the pandemic, they were running over 300 people. You want to give it up for that? They run over 300 people, <laughs> baptized over 100. Now listen, this past summer with the pandemic, they got put out of the high school. They went online. They prayed for a building. And a building he had looked at, it was a community center. He looked at over and over and over again. Someone was leasing it. In July, he just wrote me this story this week. He said, Rob, I forgot this story. He said, I was praying because we always promised we would tithe our income to missions and to other church plants. And I realized we had taken in $100,000 for the building fund. And on July 31st 
of this past summer, God convicted me and I called our treasurer and said, write two $5,000 checks to tithe off that $100,000 and send one to a church planter in Maryland and send one to a missionary in Africa. On July 31st, they mailed those checks because this spirit-filled pastor heard the Holy Spirit say, keep your promise. Are you ready for this? On August 1st, he got a phone call that the community center was gonna be vacated that week. They had no place to meet. He'd looked at 30 different locations. Now listen to me. That opened up the day after they tithed on the building fund. Is that awesome? And then he met with them in that building lease now for a year, and they went to try to buy it. But someone outbid them by about $50,000. But listen, if a spirit-filled pastor is going to lead people to Jesus, the community center accepted their offer of $310,000. And a man in that church financed that church where they're meeting permanently. You want to give it up for that? You want to give that up? That's awesome. And on that first Sunday... Ryan shared the vision again. We need to plant in cities near Marietta. And after the service, the Rucker family came up and said, you didn't mention Caldwell. Now, Caldwell only runs 1,800 people. Come on, that's like Eaton, Indiana. About 1,800 people, maybe 1,600. That's where my ministry started, so I knew how many people were in Eaton, Indiana. That's where Greg was placed, out in the country in Eaton, Indiana. You didn't mention Caldwell. Now, look at me, people. So Ryan said, well, are there any people there? So the Rucker family says, you come up and meet. We'll gather people in our house. 25 people showed up to meet with Pastor Ryan for the first meeting. Then on Christmas Eve, they had a Christmas Eve service this past Christmas Eve. And the principal of the high school leased the high school to them. They had the service. The principal showed up. And guess what he did? He rolled out the red carpet and said, this coming year after the pandemic, you can have the high school for $12,000 a year. Do you know what? People, we were in high schools all over the country to plant churches. And you can never get them for about $4,000 a month. See, don't put a spirit-filled pastor in Marietta, Ohio, because he will say, this is a getta. And now they're going to be in Caldwell. And we know what's going to happen. It's going to explode. See, I began my ministry in Eaton, Indiana. I went up to a church of 80 people. And they hired me. I'd just become a Christian. They had six young people. I never forget meeting with the board. I think I cracked them up. I said, well, you only have six young people. I don't think I can hurt you. I can only take you down to zero. Come on, I have a good sense of humor. You know what God did in Eaton, Indiana? God allowed me to lead those six kids to Christ. And without making fun of any of them, five of them had no influence at all. I thought they could never reach anybody. But one of those kids, one of those kids was a cheerleader. And they be, she began to invite all of her friends. Within two years, we became the largest youth group in the Church of God movement in Indiana. At the state youth convention, we got the award with 174 kids because the Holy Spirit just want someone to say, tell people about Jesus. 
He did that through Pastor Greg. He did that through my life. And now he's doing that through Pastor Ryan. Now show a couple more pictures here. The next picture is City Church in Anderson. Jay and Shelley Harvey. Jay was a stand-up comic. I assessed him and said, you're a church planter. His own pastor said, Robin, you're a little confused. Come on, laugh. I said, I'm not confused. He has all six Ps. He has now raised up City Church. But what you don't know about Pastor Jay, turn to the next slide, is he is partnering with Nick Vujicic. Come on, life without limbs. Have you seen Nick? Come on, Nick has no arms, no legs, and he hired Jay to go into 225 prisons. Every weekend, almost of every year, our church planter, not only pastor city church, look at me people, he's been in over 200 prisons in the last three years. And guess what God laid on Nick's life? God showed Nick, I don't mean this disrespectfully, when white churches pipe their service into prisons, it's a good thing. Don't hear me wrong when I say it that way. But when kind of economically strong churches take their service to prison, about 10 of the prisoners watch it. But Nick has been in all these prisons and he realized that prisoners were getting their MDiv and they were there for 20 years. And so they went online and they began to find Jesus and they would study to be a pastor. And Nick had a vision with Jay to plant the first church inside of a prison down in Fort Lauderdale. Look at me, people. Can I have a little fun with you? The pastor there, Emilio, came up to Jay. He said, Jay, I've got the best news ever. He had tears coming down his face. Jay thought he was going to say he was going to get released because he, he had a parole hearing. But guess what Emilio said? Guess what he said to him? I found out yesterday that I'm in for 20 years. And now I know my purpose. I have to win this entire prison for Jesus. Come on, someone give it up out there. Is that awesome? You know the good news? Give it up, give it up. You know what? Is that awesome? Here's our joke about ministry in prison. You don't get to get rid of your pastor. He's there for 20 years. Come on, people, that's funny. And the good news about prison ministry, you don't have to have a children's ministry. Come on, have a little fun out there. And, and they are reaching people for Christ. I want you to know that this week, while I was in Florida, Nick called me. I met Nick one time. He called me and said, Robin, Will you help me train every pastor in every prison in this nation? Will you help me train everyone to plant a church in all of these 200 prisons? Come on, people. Don't put a spirit-filled pastor in a cornfield because he will have such a vision for the world that we will be taken everywhere in the United States. Go ahead, next slide. We'll be taken to every prison in the United States, and come on, give it up for your own Randy and Gay Craning. Is that awesome? They were sent out to Fort Collins. Maybe it's the first time you've seen the building, but they were faithful for almost 15 years and had no facility of any kind. Could only seat about 100 people. When I met Pastor Randy, you could never have seated everybody because he could grow to about 100, 150, two services, and then they were full. But over the last three and a half to four years, this was a leading church in the city. It was called Christ Church. And their pastor had a brokenness and the church went from 3,000 down to about 100. And the new pastor over 70 years old came into town and he began to pray to find the spirit-filled pastor that should lead this church. 
And after interviewing five other pastors, look at me, people, what are the odds he chose Randy and Gay Kranig? Oh, my, this is so powerful. And now, before the pandemic, they had broken 400. They had almost 500 for the last Easter. Come on, give it up out there. This is just amazing. I hope you're clapping at home. This is your own, too, that were sent out to Fort Collins. Go to the next slide real quick. We're in Casper, Wyoming with Jim Shade, and now we're praying about campuses in Phoenix with him. He has seven states now online since the pandemic, and one of them is Arizona. And he's got people in seven different states. Go to the next slide. We've got Move Daytona. Kelly and Polly were just here. Now look at this slide. See the two giving high fives? Kelly just gave a gospel talk after the CrossFit course where they played Christian music. They worked out for 30 minutes. Kelly gave a gospel presentation and those two women came to Jesus. Come on, what are the odds? Is this awesome? He is hosting right now this morning at 8 a.m. They'll have their first ever full workout and gospel presentation at one of the leading gyms in South Daytona. Look, isn't that amazing? And we just took him on. We just funded him to be in Daytona. We're calling it Move Daytona because he's going to have four or five campuses happening all at the same time. Go to the next slide. And here, come on, this is our own. Paul Erminger and Tia and those four precious kids. I get to go to golf site all the time. Next Sunday, your pastor will be preaching in golf site. And they're in a facility right now that is rented. Uh, they got put out of the school, but they've still been growing and baptizing people. Now look at me, people. When the Holy Spirit comes into your life, Jesus makes his home in us, and we get to be the very presence of Christ. It's a getta, not a gotta. We don't gotta plant churches. We get to. I gotta tell you something. There's one big gotta, but we didn't do it. Do you remember when Jesus was in the garden? He knew he was facing the cross and he prayed to the father, if there be any other way, would you take this cup from me? He prayed three different times. He asked the disciples to pray with him, but they fell asleep. Father, please take this cup from me. And the father had to turn his head and say, there's no other way. By the way, if you have people that wanna argue with you and say there's all kinds of ways to heaven, they're totally confused. If there had been any other way, God would not have sacrificed his own son. He said, there's no other way except through the death and the shed blood of my son, the perfect lamb, the perfect sacrifice for you and me. This is the biggest gada that ever happened. And when he was on the cross and said, Father, why have you forsaken me? These are dark moments. This is the biggest gada that allows you to live a life of get us. We get to do everything the Holy Spirit asks us to do because Jesus died on the cross. Now I want to tell you, every challenge in your life you can face because you get to ask the Holy Spirit. Now here's our confusion. Our confusion is we try to do it on our own. Even after we find Jesus, we we. We, we think, well, we can do whatever we discipline ourselves. No, we can't. Can I tell you one of the craziest stories of my life? I went through a 12-step program for eight years because I'm an adrenaline addict. 
which has all kinds of aspects to it. But I finally got free, but there was one final addiction in my life, and it was sugar. Now, don't laugh, but it was sugar. Maybe you have the same addiction. If you wonder why I look so good today, I'm down 50 pounds. You want to give it up for that? Come on, you got to put your hands together for that. But guess what? About 10 years ago, I went without sugar for about 9 to 12 months. And of course, I lost weight and I was working on it as an addiction. But every morning I woke up and said, Holy Spirit, I can't do this. I'm powerless to change myself. I'm powerless to change myself. I said it for a year straight, about 10 years ago. And one day I was sitting by myself and for the first time, just an idiot thing to say, guess what I said? I said to myself, I think I could go without sugar the rest of my life. And I remember saying that to myself, I think I can do this. I didn't say, Holy Spirit, I need you to help me do this. I said, I think I can do this. I remember getting up from the couch and walking to the counter and I opened a door on the counter and I opened it up and inside that counter was a box of ding-dongs. Come on, people, a box of ding-dongs. And I shut that door and thought, oh my gosh, I, I, I mean, I love ding-dongs. I, I got to go back and sit down. So I sat down, started watching TV, and then I started thinking about those ding-dongs. Come on, people, are you in my head right now? I thought about those ding-dongs. I thought about them, I thought about them. You know what happened in the next five minutes? I had not had sugar for almost a year. This is 10 years ago. For a year, and I went in there, and I opened that box, and I ate 12 ding-dongs in about three minutes. Come on, people. It was the craziest thing. It was like putting that paraffin and sugar in my mouth, and I sucked that down. And listen, I remember thinking, why in the world did I say I could do this? So now for the past eight to nine months, I've said, Holy Spirit, I can't do anything on my own. And God has helped me to regain my sanity. And so before I leave this place in the third service, I'm going to give these ding-dongs away. Come on. I'm not going to take them home and look at them. Because only through the power of the Holy Spirit can we do anything he asks us to do. Recently, I told you, Pastor Greg and I went to Phoenix and we met with some large donors that are praying about helping us plant now not 10 churches quietly today. First time public, I'll tell you, Pastor Greg had a vision a couple Easter's ago that we would do 100 churches. Now look at me. I attended the summit for Willow Creek this summer. And in that summit, the woman challenged all of us, don't do your ministry without a posse of other spiritual people in every city. If you guys were at the summit, you know the woman that said that. Put yourself together a spiritual posse. So I put a spiritual posse together of four men in Marietta, Ohio, four men in Casper, Wyoming, four men in Phoenix. Every place we're planting churches, I've reached out to four spiritual men to pray with me daily that we would do whatever the Holy Spirit led us to do, that we'd never do it in our own power. There's a man in Casper, Wyoming named Larry Bean. And I told him about Pastor Greg and I went through my little litany of introducing Pastor Greg. Don't put a spirit-filled pastor in a cornfield in Eaton, Indiana. And I said, you know, Pastor Greg has a vision 
for a hundred churches. Now I've known Larry Bean since I'm 27 years old, one of the most godly men I know. Now look at me people, I want this to shake you up this morning. He looked me in the eye and said, look at me Robin Wood, too few. I said, what did you say Larry? I thought a hundred church was quite a goal. Robin, too few. What do you say Larry Bean? Look at me people, no fewer than a thousand. And he made that prophecy into my life before Nick told us what we could do in prison, before any of the things that I'm sharing with you this morning about campuses all over every small town in Ohio. Listen, I think Larry Bean is right. Whatever the Holy Spirit asks us to do, we can do. So I'm sitting in Phoenix with Pastor Greg, meeting all these people in my life, sharing the vision. And one morning we go to a church planting conference that we didn't know about at Cornerstone Church. We know Pastor Lynn, and we're sitting in that service with Chris Brown preaching. And I said, you gotta go here. He's one of my favorite preachers. You gotta go here, one of my favorite preachers. And so Greg went, we were with some of our church planters and we said in that service, and when Chris got done challenging us to do whatever the Holy Spirit asked us to do, we were broken. And he challenged us to finish strong. You hear Pastor Greg say that all the time. Let's finish strong. And listen, I don't cry all the time, but I cry more than our pastor. Come on, smile at me. All I know is I turned to pastor. We were self-distancing. We had our mask on. And I turned, he was sitting about four chairs away from me in a padded seating area in Cornerstone Church, church that runs about 8,000 people, but there's just a hundred and some people there. And we heard that message and I had tears streaming down my face. I said, help me finish strong. I'm in with you till the day I die. And he looked me in the eye, he grabbed my hand. He said, will you do seven more years? Let's change the world for Jesus. Now listen, can I make you laugh? I said, do I gotta live in Muncie? Come on, people. And then I, I get to be with you people. I get to be in this place where it all started with Pastor Greg. And he did have a tear in his eye and he squeezed and said, let's do it. And I committed to seven years now, you should be happy about that because that means he's going to be alive and be your pastor. Come on, give it up for that. Don't put a spirit-filled pastor in a cornfield because he'll change the world. He'll listen to the Holy Spirit. Will you pray with me? Lord Jesus, help us say yes to you today. Help us to say we're willing to let the Holy Spirit live through us. Help us say yes to whatever you ask us to do. It's not a gotta. We get to do everything you ask us to do. Help us, Lord, to follow that prophecy of Larry Bean. Lord, we know you can do anything. You could plant a thousand churches through the influence of this church. And God, we receive that prophecy. We receive it in Jesus' name. Now, I want you to keep your eyes closed and your heads bowed. Are you struggling with something? Listen, you can face your biggest gotta because of what Jesus did for you.
Most of your life is going to be get us, but you're going to have some goddess. You're going to have some addictions. You're going to have things that you've never been able to break. You're going to have habits that you think, am I ever going to get through this? Like I did with the sugar thing. I want to ask you today, if you will ask the Holy Spirit every day, whatever that Achilles heel is for you spiritually, it might be giving, it might be serving. Would you see it as an opportunity today to say, I got to do this, but I can do it because of the power of the Holy Spirit. Listen, I can see if you raise your hand today, how many of you need the Holy Spirit to help you with something deep in your life? Raise your hand. Amen. Amen. He can help you with that. Raise your hand. Amen. All over this place. God, would you hear every prayer that is whispered to you right now? And will you give them the power to turn to the Holy Spirit every day and say, make your home in me. Give me power to live above the sin that could so easily entangle us. And we pray that we will be everything you call us to be at Union Chapel. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.